0: healing in your deliverance father oh we make room for the glory of god hallelujah we make room for the glory Ah. hallelujah we dispel any darkness any whispers of the adversary we make room for the spirit of the light of the spirit of god hallelujah we eradicate any form of darkness Any whispers of the enemy oh we thank you Holy Spirit you have already taken charge and you found this to be a place that you would take rest and you would abide in hallelujah our heart is being purified Lord God a place that you'll take a place of home and a place that you will come and sup with us today we're honored that you would invite we will invite you and you would accept our invitation father to be with us today that you account count us to be worthy father to be in your presence god hallelujah in spite of ourselves lord god you say that we are worthy in spite of our faults you say come on in you're worthy I, I want to sup with my people, I, I want to sup with my people, for I am their God, and they are my people, hallelujah, hallelujah, worthy is our God, oh, we exalt your name, because your name alone is excellent, how excellent is the name of our Lord, Adonai, Jehovah our God, we know that you're always with us, and our is in our darkest and our most trying times. You're still with us. You said, lo, I'm with you always. You are a true friend. You are a true friend, Lord God. When we don't love you, you still love us. You are a true friend. You're always there for us. In spite of ourselves, you're always there, with open arms you're always there, saying just return, run to me, a place of restoration, a place for reconciliation, a place for strength, a place for peace. We thank you for peace today, hallelujah, glory to God. We thank you for soundness of mind. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you didn't leave us comfortless. You left us with your spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, that you are a river that never ends, Father. You are that living water. Hallelujah. That we draw our strength from. Glory to God. He just says, Come near to me today. Come near to me today. For those who are weak in their mortal bodies, for those who are weak in their minds, he said, Come to me. Come near to me today. All that you need and you desire is in my presence, is in the presence of God. Oh, Lord. Thou art my God. O oh Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name. For thou hast done wonderful things. Thou counts of old our faithfulness and truth. For thou hast made of a city of heap of the defense, city of ruins, a place of strangers to be, no city shall never be built. Therefore shall the strong people glorify thee, the city of the troubled nations shall fear thee. For thou hast been a strength for the poor, a strength through the needy in their distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat. When the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. Thou shalt bring down the noise of the strangers as the heat in a dry place. Even the heat with the shadow of a cloud, the branch of the terrible one shall be brought low. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the leaves, or fat things full of marrow and wine on the leaves will refine. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death in victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. And the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off the earth, for the Lord hath spoken it and it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. We have waited for our God. We have waited for the day of salvation. For he is our God. He is a place of refuge. We glorify him today. We honor him. We worship him. Glory to God. Glory, glory. Glory to God. Who is likened to him? What enemy, what situation can stand against your God? You don't have a circumstance that can stand in the presence of God. This is why he said, come near to me. situation, your circumstances will be no more come near to me the presence of God is fullness of joy and pleasure forevermore excellent. We reverence the name. Hallelujah. We reverence the name. We reverence the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Your name alone is holy. Your name alone is worthy your name alone is mighty your name alone is deliverance your name alone your name alone is healing your name alone jesus jesus your name alone is salvation your name alone have raised the dead from their grave. The name of Jesus. The name. He said, if you would understand my name. Come near. Come near. The name of Jesus. The power that you possess. He said, your deliverance is so nigh. And so close, it's in your mouth. Speak your deliverance. My name is in you, name of power. The breaker is in you. The breaker is here. The breaker is here. The destroyer of all yokes is here. Jesus. Jesus. Can you just say, Jesus? Hallelujah, Jesus. The name alone brings peace. The name alone can destroy a multitude of people with one breath. The name of Jesus. The wave of his right hand can destroy an entire nation. But that same hand can save the entire nation. We give you glory, give you honor. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Bring about a peace into the people of God. Bring about restoration. Bring clarity, direction, insight, wisdom, stability in your word, God, today. Just want to take the time to say Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to take the time to say Jesus. Oh, glory to God. The joy. And saying the name that I'm one with, and He's one with me, Jesus. The privilege, the opportunity to have that power, that authority to rule and reign on this earth, declaring what's mine. Declaring was for the kingdom of the Most High God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, he can erase your past, he can erase all scars. This is why he said. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Glory to God. Minister, Holy Spirit. Minister like you never ministered before. Oh, um, Take us to a new dimension in you. strength, you infusing us, Father, refreshing of your Holy Spirit, refreshing of your anointing, a hold of that name, Jesus. No situation could have a voice in the presence of Jesus. There's no circumstance, Cindy, that has a voice in the presence of God. Your situation can't speak in the presence of God. presence of God arrests your situation your circumstance if it's not aligned to the word of God I thank you Father what you're doing in your people today we're giving you full reign full rule reign in our hearts in our minds in our souls Our emotion and our intellect give you full reign, Lord. Hallelujah! Refreshing. a situation just a circumstance the enemy always want you to think that this is so horrible I can't deal with the enemy always make you want to think this is so horrible I can't even deal with Oh, there is an infusion of his power and strength in you now. Oh, it's when that moment that you want to throw your hands up. He said, that's where I need you a place of total surrender and yes. what we have sometimes we don't know what we have the value of this relationship we don't know that we always win but this see this is not a concept that I'm always I always have a way out my knees are always met on the journey it doesn't look like it's gonna be met But it's always met. You've never been homeless. Some of us. There is nothing too great for God. This is what we have to get. There's nothing too great. There's nothing too great. I don't care what the enemy is showing you. There's nothing too great. And that's what you say to the situation, to the person. You look and say, there's nothing too great. He lives in the impossible. Problem is, we don't. This is why he says, come near. To experience eternity, come near. To experience the impossible, come near. Let go of the things of the world and come near. Come near to eternity. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can experience the impossible no longer being moved by what you see and what the enemy is whispering to you but you now move and you're behaving you act upon what you know to be true. We have to move on a knowing and not speculation. We have to move on a knowing and you can only experience a knowing Jay and the presence of God and His glory. There's a knowing. And no matter what you hear, what you see, I know. And I can walk amongst my enemy, and I know I'm safe. I know I'm not gonna be harmed. Because there's a knowing. I'm protected on every side. Everywhere I go, everywhere my feet tread, I'm going to prosper because there's a knowing, Pastor. There's a knowing, John. When you're in the glory of God, there's no more speculation. It's an assurance that my God is my protection. He is my provider. He's my place I go for counsel. He's my strength. He's my peace. He's my shah shalom. There's a knowing in the glory there is a knowing in the glory system. that's not in the anointing but it's in the glory this is why we have to go higher we have to leave this place and go higher in another dimension And the glory glory to God Glory to God. 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 God. We have to get to the knowing. No more speculating about your life. No more speculating about your life. You have the spirit of God. You should be able to see into your life. You should see accurately your path. You shouldn't be speculating, what if, what's next, just knowing that God said, for those that love me, I cause them to prosper. For those that walk upright, I will not withhold anything that's good. So if you're walking upright, all good things are commanded to come to you. You don't have to look for the good things. They are commanded to come to you. If I walk upright, he said no good thing. Get ready for the good thing, brother. I walk upright. I've been sacrificing my life. I've been been doing things that my flesh wants to do. I haven't been doing those things. I've been denying myself. I've been dying to self. And so for that, he says, no good thing will I withhold from you. But it has been 14 years of this, Lord. He still says, die. No good thing. But this is not the end of the matter. This is not the end of the matter. (laughs) This is not the end of the matter. You haven't come into your fullness in your ministry yet. This is not the end of the matter. (laughs) This is only a test and trial for your elevation. Count it all joy. James had a revelation this is my elevation my test and my trial so I counted all joy I see me being perfected in the things of God glory glory to God you have to know how to be persecuted without being damaged to be persecuted learn how to suffer and not be damaged hallelujah hallelujah learn how to be persecuted Cindy, but don't be damaged our father was persecuted and he suffered but he wasn't damaged he was still whole still in his right mind came up with all power in his hands because he learned Maggie he learned how to be alone he learned how to walk alone so you wouldn't have to he learned how to be separated from the Father On your behalf, he learned how to suffer and not open his mouth. He learned how to be in agony and not open his mouth. He learned how not to sabotage his victory for you. You have to learn how to suffer. It should bring glory to your life, not depression and defeat. But your suffering should bring glory to God, which brings glory to your life. Oh, you're gonna be persecuted. Don't, he said, don't think it's strange. This is for the glory of the Lord that you suffer. It's for my sake, he says. And you're one with me. Count yourself worthy to suffer with me. Count yourself worthy to suffer. If you want to reign with me, you have to suffer with me, but you have to suffer first, but it's not unto death, it's unto the glory of God, for these are mild afflictions that these are mild affliction and it can be compared to the glory that's going to be revealed in your ministry so you're saying Lord 14 15 years of dealing with this glory is going to come out of this and it can't be compared with all the nights that I've been frustrated and in pain and anguish tears and and begging pleading that this be lifted up off of me and you wouldn't let it you wouldn't let it be lifted up because of the glory that has to be revealed not for you but for those that needs to see it your life is not your own you've been bought with a price, learn to suffer with God, then you will reign. Glory to God, glory to God, hallelujah.
1: wife is not here, but I want y'all to, I want feet to pray for her, I want y'all to stand in proxy for her, she's not here, but she needs to be here, and I want her to receive the prayer today, and this is just what the Holy Spirit is telling me, amen, you calling her, John? I'm going to record it, he's going to record it for. I I want to make sure we stay in order, but this is Women of War. And y'all are crying out to these women.
2: for every breath in her body, Father. We thank you for every trial, Lord God, every temptation, Lord God, you've defeated them all, Lord God. We thank you right now, Father, for the infusion, Lord God, of the breath of life, Lord God. We thank you for wherever she is right now, Father, that you touch her heart, Lord God, all we're asking for is an encounter Lord God we're asking for your love father to sweep her off her feet Lord God we thank you for returning her to her lover Lord God we thank you for enlightenment in her mind father I thank you for every corner that there's dwelt a demon demonic thought Lord God that your light Lord God pierces through father I thank you for the of veils, Lord God. I thank you for the removing of confusion of the word Father. I thank you right now that the word is bringing life Lord God. Cause her to pick up life today Father. Cause her to pick up the word of God today Lord God. I thank your Holy Spirit for breathing over it Father. Take her to the appropriate scripture, Lord God. I thank you right now, Father, for the reviving of her bone marrow, Lord God. I thank you right now, Father, that her memory is in full functioning capacity, Lord God. I thank you right now, Holy Spirit, for waking her up, Lord God. I thank you for shaking the sleeping giant within her, Lord God. I thank you for the power of Holy Spirit renewing her mind, Lord God. I thank you right now, Father, that you cast out all darkness, Father. I thank you right now, Stacy, that you're coming alive in the car, that you serve, Lord God. I thank you for the one true living God. I thank you right now, Father, for sweeping her. Lord God, I thank you for cleansing of the house today, Father. I thank you for the renewing of the mind, Lord God. I thank you for empowering the woman of God. I thank you for strength, Lord God, supernatural strength, Lord God. I thank you for the tearing down of all idols, Father, the removing of all strongholds, Lord God. I thank you right now that you become her true and first love. I thank you right now, Father, that she has put you high. She has exalted you. She has worshiped you low in the valley, Lord God. That she's renewed her spirit, Lord God. The Holy Spirit has had a time to come and take abode and rest, Lord God. I thank you for the empowerment of her children, Lord God. I thank you right now, Father, that as they begin to prophesy, she will have a heart that receives, Lord God. I thank you for making it permeable, Lord God. I thank you for the power, Lord God, that rests on her tongue, Lord God. I thank you right now father for the fire that's shut up in her bones lord god that's trapped within her belly father so i thank you right now lord god for removing all hindrances lord god i thank you right now that the enemy cannot speak lord god we're binding his mouth in the spirit lord god i thank you that as we ascend higher and higher lord god that she has a way to the father I thank you right now that all obstacles are being removed, Lord God. I thank you that all hurdles have already been jumped by the name of that we serve, the Jesus, the Christ, the Christos. I thank you right now, Father, that it's clear, Lord God, that the path is clear, Lord God, that you've already made a way, Father. I thank you right now, Lord God, that there's nothing too hard for our God. I thank you, I bless your name, Lord God, that you made a time just for Stacy. That she can rest in your arms, Lord God. That she can lay on your chest and breathe. I thank you that you remove all pain in her breath. I thank you for everything that's attached to her, Lord God, that's coming in alignment, Father. That she hasn't toiled in vain, Lord God. Give her a peek, Lord God, of the ministry that you've called her to, Lord God. I thank you right now, Father, that you're fulfilling some promises in her life, Father. The fulfillment of some lifelong prayers, Lord God. I thank you that she's your child and you cannot lie. Bring her to peace, Lord God. Bring her to rest, Father. Bring her to the full acknowledgement that you are her Lord, Father. I thank you that it is so, Father. That she's in perfect peace, Lord God. That your enemy cannot have her life. You can't have her kids. You can't have her husband. You can't have her ministry. You can't have her life. You can't have her peace. You can't have her breath. You can't have her lineage. You can't have her prophecy. You can't have her bloodline. You can't have her joy. You can't have it, you can't have it, you can't have it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
3: Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You must flee.
2: She's been marked for the kingdom of God. You are a trespasser. She is marked for the kingdom of God. You must flee! You are a trespasser! She has the mark of my Father! We have asked for her and my Lord has heard and He cannot lie. You must leave. You are silenced. you be eradicated. Hallelujah! We've already served notice. Your time is up, you must flee. Glory to God, hallelujah. Stacy, you wake up with power. You get up and purpose in your heart to call on the Lord before your feet hit the floor. You purpose in your heart to hold the word in it. Hallelujah, that your blood will even respond to the word of God. You purpose it in your heart to understand the Lord that you serve. Glory to God. Father, I thank you for her life. I thank you for the blood that coursed through her veins. I thank you for the sacrifice, Lord God. I thank you for the renewing of her mind, the purification of her spirit. I thank you for the repentive state, Lord God, when she rises off the floor, Lord God, that you will wake her in, Father. I thank you that you're shaking her again, Lord God, that all things are made new and that every moment is a new beginning, Lord God. I thank you right now for the power that's within her. I thank you that it will be a mighty work and proof of your glory for the kingdom of God. I thank you right now for my sister that will bear arms with me, Lord God that will push back the kingdom of darkness, Lord God. I thank you right now, Father, that we are linked in love. I thank you right now, Lord God, that you strengthen us, Father. Hallelujah, there'll be no broken chain, Lord God. I thank you right now, there'll be no kink, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are not lost.
3: Hallelujah,
2: you are not broken. You are not poor, you are not confused, you are not without, you are not forgotten, hallelujah! You are mighty, you are strong, you are loved, you are beloved. You are the glory of God, my God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Rest well, beloved, glory
1: to God. I didn't know any anything, John didn't share anything with me, but when you love, and you are, I am a shepherd, when you love people, you can, it's not that you audibly hear, but you feel their, what they need, and, I, and an urgency, John didn't even know I was going to actually say come up and pray for us today, I just left, and came up and said let's pray for her. I said, Stand in proxy for her. She needs this. See, this is how, see, the move of the Holy Spirit is real. Who knows the heart of the man except the Spirit? And what y'all sent and what y'all gathered today. See, this is why you can't take for granted what you do have. Because she's in need. She's in need of your support. It don't have to, she don't have to be here. But I want her here. I want her spirit here. And she is not here. I want her here. And he, he can go back home. And, you know, his son, they experienced God today. They're still in the proxy for her. I see your purpose. See why sometimes you have to stand in the back. See, time is not about being up here. It's your time when it's your turn. And I need this is what I need you to see you was right on point with everything you were right there too. I need you to be there well you can't do it if you just come off the wall and that's each and every one of you Gigi that's you too Cindy that's you too Maggie that's you too Rocket that's you too that's all of y'all Jay that's you too amen Berta that's you too in the right place see you got to suffer as you heard today to, to reign with him it means you got to suffer with him somebody please come and take this mic because I will turn this thing into something go ahead
0: and the Holy Spirit does he, he is the lead if you allow him to lead and I just felt that there was some persecution and there's some suffering and um, we're one body and we should be able to discern what's going on in the body, but uh, I make sure uh, Stacy does too. John, uh, not only get that what you recorded, but the other everything today, because she needs that. Because she was in the right place. Because a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord, and so wherever we go, we may not have seen the purpose, but it was a purpose because God permitted and allowed. And someone' life was changed. They saw that she bought the light. Amen. And so we just have to learn how to suffer. The persecution is something else. It just doesn't feel good to the flesh, but it's it's gonna yield its good good fruits. Cindy. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give it over to Whitney. She's been I've been calling up people like four times, and she go back. <laughs>
2: Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
4: Just everything that has happened since we entered this door has just been what Women of War represents. All the goals, the outcomes, the prayer, the standing in agreement, the hearts on one accord, like-mindedness, everything is what we represent as Women of War. So I just thank the Lord that we're falling in line with his word, that the goals that was birthed through prayer, the word that came forth, the word that's coming forth through peace, hallelujah, that we're living the word, we're becoming the word, hallelujah. We hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm just glad that love is here, hallelujah. Love is here. Love is here. All over that prayer. Love is here. Love is here. Love is here. It ain't going nowhere. Love is here.
3: Love is here. Love is here. Love is here. Love is here. Love is here.
4: Hallelujah. Can I get some pictures? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to do the overview of Women of War, let you guys know what it's about, and just if I can, just personally share my experience um, and some things that I've seen through the women and growing with you all and warring with you all. It's just been beautiful. So, of course, as we know, oh, you guys can be seated. Praise God. Women of War was birthed in prayer as teacher male was before God, praise God, for um, the women to show us how to maneuver through life, how to prepare and battle and just war over things. Just some of the, um, as we prepare for battle, we prepare for battle through prayer, Humility and obedience to God's word, in which we develop an attitude of battle. And that's basically what you saw today. We stand on the front line, unified, hearts are one and one accord, fighting for each other in prayer. As Pastor always says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to so the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So as we stand on one, we battling for each other, warring for one another, letting love arise. And it's through that love that we're able to battle and war for one another through prayer. And it's not just when we hear, but when we step outside the walls and we fall on our knees in our prayer closet and we pray for each other. God, just hearts are synced to one another. We ain't, gotta, we ain't gotta see each other, but it's just we're one by the Spirit. So when we fall to pray, we already know just like what happened right there. Didn't know anything about Stacy. Fell to her knees. Prayed fervent prayer through love. So I just thank my Lord for that. Hallelujah. 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 Also, as we prepare through battle, we battle with breaking all allegiance to the world system, destroying all the uh, demonic connections and idolatry. I mean, as we come here, I can just speak for myself about how that, um, and it goes into repentance, which is the next. A snippet of how we prepare for battle, and that repentance, it, remo- it renews the mind, it cleanses, it connects us more to the Father, as the more we repent, the more he reveals to us about ourselves, the more we repent after that, so it's like always staying in a repentive state, and it breaks down those walls, it breaks down those barriers, the enemy can't have his way, he can't stay when we're in a constant state of repentance. So our hearts are always toward God, never looking to commit the same sins, never trying to say, Lord, I'm sorry, but we're going back. No, it's true repentance and staying in a state of deliverance and living, Father, the word of God. (laughs) So some of the goals of Women of War is to know and understand our role not just our roles as a woman, but our roles as a daughter of the Most High God, Adonai, that we have been called to advance the kingdom of heaven. Our role to stay in a position of prayer, to not be moved. Our role to stay on the wall, as Pastor was saying, to not be shaken by any circumstance, anything that comes our way, to stay in a position in which the Word of God takes bold in our hearts, to stay in a position in which we apply the word of God to every circumstance where, a where our place, of position, in which we shall not be moved. We won't be moved. We won't be shaken because we're planted on the solid rock, the cornerstone. Oh, and that's the next goal, to apply the word of God. I'm just saying. And the last goal is to build a true foundation of the Berean Christian, to be a student of the Word, to study the Word, to crack it open, to say, God, reveal to me what you want me to know, Lord God, so it can take deep root in my heart today, so I can live the Word, to really study the Word, to be a true Berean, to really please God, because we study it so much, that we're so much like Him. Hallelujah so that we may go out and be, Father, for people that go out and spread the Word of God. Because, I mean, if you just look at the Word of God from a face value, how you gonna spread it? It's not gonna get to the people. You gotta go into deep study so it can reach the hearts of men. You can truly bring them into the light. And some values and the learning outcomes of Women of War is to rightfully divide the Word of Truth Of course, there's a wrong way. If there's a right way, there'll be a wrong way. So we want to rightfully divide the word of truth through Holy Spirit. Um, Become effective communicators, how to communicate with people. As um, I think it was one point when Teacher Mel was saying, some conversations, foolish conversations, we just don't even need to be around. Um, Always acting in love when we communicate with others. So when someone says something that our spirit man doesn't agree with, we can respond in love. And some conversation we just need to walk away from. Not today. <laughs> um, how to create and maintain healthy relationships. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We need that one. Hallelujah. Just um, not just inter- you know just interpersonal relationships, relationships with our mother. Father, significant others, whomever, relationship with the Father, the relationship with the Son, relationship with the Holy Spirit, the full Godhead, a right relationship, not shaking, I'm just saying, the right relationship, healthy relationship, full of life, bringing up life, producing righteousness, full water, living water flowing, I'm just saying, I'm not finna have no dry relationship, I'm just saying, to also just live in his rest to just be embedded in the shalom the fullness of god where he is in his mightiness and his holiness to just live in that place where we know that the kingdom of heaven is a reality where we have the mind of christ which is a mind of victory we have the mindset of an overcomer and nothing can change that just live in his rest the ability to make right choices and stick with them see that's my favorite one okay the ability to make right choices and to stick with the choices no matter what the enemy may be whispering no matter what mama may be saying no matter what my friend may be saying no matter what myself may be saying my spirit man is gonna allow me to make the right choice and I'm going to stick with it because I'm leaning on the rock. I'm leaning on my Lord. I'm leaning on Christ. I'm leaning on him. I'm just saying, amen. Lord Jesus, and through each and every teaching that comes, every Women of fellowship that we have, ultimately to destroy all yokes and all bondage, anything attachment to the demonic realm, free from pornography, free from lustful thinking, free from anything, Lord God, that our flesh is attached to, free from not being able to sow, free from bitterness, free from hurt, free from pain, free from depression, free from an unsound mind, free from any ailment in our body, free from ignorance of the word, free from everything, and living in the freedom of the Lord. Praise God. Any financial bondage, broken and dysfunctional relationships, viralists, and every demonic oppression. And that is the overview.
0: to God. Who wouldn't want to be a part of this woman of war? Who wouldn't want to be a part of this woman of war? We are the warriors of Christ. <laughs>
3: this
0: ministry is not about how to dress and how to look. This ministry is it's based on prayer waging war on the enemy's camp. <laughs> Glory to God. I really want to thank Pastor. Is Pastor in here? Did he? <laughs> He's not even in here for his. I just want to really thank Pastor because it was during a prayer, Prophet's Manly, and he was praying. And I heard that women, they are they're very in tune to Christ. They know how to travail. They are conditioned naturally to travail. And we had to, in prayer, birth some things that some men can't do because they, it's not even their nature to travail. But it's nothing like a travailing woman. She would travail until the birth of what she has conceived comes forth amen so i really wanted to thank you pastor for whatever day that was and pray i believe now i've been probably some years now about two years and so just about everything that whitney was reading was what holy spirit had gave me as to the purpose the goals and the outcome and how we are not only just as women but as a child of god because now it's not it's not about gender I just knew it, that's where it was going to start with women of war. But as you can see, the men, they come too. <laughs> because it's, it's about spiritual growth. Yeah, so Pastor, I just thank you for your, your love of prayer, your revelation of prayer, your understanding of what prayer really does. Prayer is a weapon. And it's the most powerful weapon that you can possess. You just need to know how to use it. Amen. I want to introduce to some and present to others. (laughs) As they say in the old church. our youth minister, one of our great intercessors, dynamic wife, godly wife, a very humble woman of God, Minister Melvina, she's going to come and share with you what God has given to her she has taught before uh, during the woman of war, but um, God had told her that he had something for her, so I um, said, so I'm going to go ahead and allow you to um, do this. Hallelujah. You ready for us? Yes. Alright. <laughs> Y'all ready? You ready for the word?
5: Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Like Whitney said, the love of God So, Holy Spirit, we thank you, Lord, for just your presence, Father. I yield and submit myself unto you, God. You just have your way, Holy Spirit, and you speak, Father. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Father. So, the title of my teaching is Gossip, the Devil's Poison. (laughs) A lot of people may say, oh, I don't have an issue with gossip, but the devil's poison. Gossip is the devil's poison. So while I was in while I was in prayer, Holy Spirit really gave me um, really gossip, really to really do a study on what is gossip, what are the dangers of, of gossip, and really how it brings harm on the body of Christ, on relationships and whatnot. So the devil's most effective weapon in in his arsenal is gossip. It's a poison that deceives the mind. It brings about division. It breaks relationships. And I think as a body of Christ, growing up, I never really heard a message taught on gossip. There was a lot of gossiping in the church. And... That's why even sinners don't like to come to church because, as they say, it's a lot of malice, backbiting, and strife. So this really, I want us to really examine our hearts, really when it comes to gossip, when it comes to our speech. And um, really st- to see through this teaching, how is gossip the devil's poison? Um, from studying, we, gotta, we have to stick with our Hebrew roots. The word for gossip in Hebrew is called out. It's called. Sh- it's the it definition is sharing information about a subject that will incite ill will, that will incite or increase the listener's ill will against the subject. Gossip. Mm-hmm. And when you gossip, you have an evil tongue. Say you 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 have slanderous talk. You're discrediting a person. About negative things, you're saying negative things about a person, but you're not put, even when it comes to um, this whole thing with gossiping. Even if it's true, you don't you shouldn't spread anything. We should really be loving and edifying each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The foundation of scripture. I could just stop here. This, so this study really. I'm not a person that gossip. I would tell anybody real quick. We about to pray. First Corinthians 13. Remember love, yeah. but. Leviticus 19.16, in the complete Jewish Bible says, Thou shalt not go up and down as a teller among thy people. Thou shalt not stand against the blood of thy neighbor. I am the Lord. Amen. So what that really is saying, really, a teller is a person that goes around telling different stories to people. They make it their business to give secrets of every person and family, retelling them wherever they go. And when it says, "Neither shalt thou stand against the blood of thy neighbor," we're so busy talking and running each other down. It says that we're standing by idly when our neighbor's life is in danger. Wow. Their life, their their mental state, their spiritual state is at is is at stake. So why are we we're so busy? Running each other down, talking negative about each other, it's like, how can we even effectively pray? How can we say we even love one another if we're gossiping? Yeah. And when I say we, I mean the body of Christ, not us, because I think overall, as the body of Christ, we have an issue with backbiting malice, just negative speech in general. So really ask yourself, am I involved in gossip? Do you yeah, so it's like, what's about this? Is how you know? Did you know? Have you heard? Guess what? Let me tell you. <laughs> the this, if they start off like this, cut them off. Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, uh,
3: nope.
5: <laughs> yeah, did you know? Have you heard? Guess what? Let me tell you. So really, why do people gossip? We have (laughs) evil in our hearts. It's pride. You think you're better than another person. Idleness, which Paul talks about with widows. Why they gossip. We have a reprobate, corrupt mind. When I say reprobate, it's really a person that's really out of fellowship with God. We're wicked. So when you say that we're wicked... We are really twisted in our thinking. We're not talking about sinners. We're talking about people in the church. So even how can gossip be the devil's poison? Who is the devil? He was the accuser of the brethren, finding fault. He's an adversary. He's an opposer. He's Hasatan, the accuser. So even where um, my supportive scripture is, Revelation 12, 10. And it says, And I have heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before God. So Satan, he pretty much brings these charges against us as Christians, and he speaks through the voice of condemnation. And with this being the accuser of the brethren, if we have an accusing spirit, we are Antichrist. That means we are approaching people with no love, but with a tone of condemnation. We're destroying the body of Christ. Basically, when when it comes to condemnation, really telling a person, you're really saying like, "This is you're like with condemnation. You're no good. You're um, you're a failure. Like, say he brings up our past. God doesn't really love you." So when you think about poison, what does it really do to the body? Poison, when introduced to the body, it attacks other parts of the body. And it attacks our nervous system. It may paralyze us either momentarily or, in some cases, cause death. So with poison, with gossip and poison, James 3.8 says, "But no man can tame the tongue is unruly evil, full of daily poison. So how is gossip poisonous? (laughs) It feeds a false sense of superiority in our hearts. It sows distrust and division among friends, family, the church, the body of Christ, the world. It harms our witness and relationship. So how can we say we're Christian, we love God, but we gossip? We shout in church, hallelujah, glory to God, but we go home and gossip about people. It destroys our integrity, it ruins reputation, so when it comes to gossip, okay, if I say something like to star about Whitney that's gossip, so I'm like basically, if you're saying, okay, who guess who so and so talking to look what somebody got on with her, or you see somebody at the mall or whatnot like is she is she still married why is she hanging out with him just just why are we why are we even worried if our conversation is not about prayer and the Word is gossip. If you receive any information about somebody, we need to run to prayer. (laughs) No, uh uh-uh, hold up. mm -mm. We're going to pray because we don't have time to really allow gossip to come in and infiltrate the camp. So we have to be really... When I tell you, this teaching really humbled me when it comes to the care for the brethren. Because how can I say I love a person if I'm really running and tearing them down. I'm smiling people's faces, but in my heart and in my speech, I'm I'm really speaking negative things on them. How can I say I'm a Christian? How can I say I love God? How how is that? How is that? So really this teaching, like I said, it really humbled and it's like when it comes for my care for people, it's like how can I say I'm a Christian. That really when I say it humbled my heart and my caused me to even have more love when you see people that may be dealing with homosexuality or pornography or whatnot. Because always when it comes to sin, we see it, when you see your brother in the fall, why we can't simply restore him? Why we gotta go tell everybody, hey girl, guess what so and so are doing this and doing that? They shacking up, whatever the case, why why we can't simply as the body of Christ really have compassion. Such were some of you. Hello. <laughs> I'm just saying, some of us were involved in homosexuality. Some of us was involved in pornography. Some of us had premarital sex. So when it comes to being judgmental, of course, you're supposed to righteously judge people, but when it comes to us really having that deep love and that compassion for our brethren, for them to get it right, not for us to tear them down and, and see them in the fall and really drag really drag them down and really talk about them. How can we say we are Christians and love God if we're tearing each other down? How are we, you're not even getting a prayer through? Amen. Where, it, okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> so when you, when you, um, Talk about gossip. Is you can compare it to cancer. It, the poison, it begins in the heart. People always talk about the power of the tongue, power of the tongue. The issue is our hearts are evil and twisted, and we need to surrender them to God. Um, the poison inside the tongue attacks another person spiritually. Satan is able to poison brethren toward one another. So when if I'm talking about fee whatnot and then next time I see her if they say me if me and Whitney talking about fee whatever and I see fee again I have a ill will towards fee even if, even if it's not true Brian, hey yeah. I think fee me I think she boss like whatever thing it is when you see that person again you have that ill will toward them so the person that's speaking the person that's listening are all guilty you cannot at all tolerate any gossip any negative speech about anybody, anything that's negative, unless we're edifying, building that person up, unless we're interceding for them, it is strictly gossip. It's the cancer that eats away the healthy flesh of a person's body. Gossip does not contend for the faith, it sows discord. How can we expect to walk in the anointing and power of God? if we're marrying the character of Satan. Hostile time. Well we are the accuser of the brethren. We are say we're we're being influenced by the Antichrist. So what does I mean what does God really think about gossip? He says that gossip is an abomination. Abomination meaning anything disgusting, detestable, filthy. In Proverbs six, sixteen through nineteen these six, these six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that are swift and running to mischief, a false witness that speak of lies, he that saw of discord among the brethren. He said, these are six things the Lord hate. But the seventh the abomination, a false witness that speak of lies and that so of discord among the brethren. It's abomination. God it's not that he just simply hated it, it's abomination. It's disgusting. Get get away from me. So when it comes to really how should we respond to somebody gossip? Like I said, I in first Corinthians thirteen Prayer, because love, First Corinthians 13, love does not act unbecoming. Love is patient. <laughs> love is kind. Thank God we're being taught to- about love. And every Sunday we are hearing 1 Corinthians 13. <laughs> I never, when it comes to the next thing is consequences for gossip. I never knew in the Bible there was really consequences for gossip. There's sickness and death. And, and Numbers, after this was so <laughs> profound for me, it's, I mean, it brought on the fear of the Lord. It said in Numbers 12, Numbers 12, Miriam, Miriam spoke negative about her brother Moses. The Lord rebuked her and afflicted her with leprosy. Had to stay out of, out of the camp for like seven days. So it's like, really, I'm seeing really... We take gossip lightly, but God, this is abomination. There are consequences for us speaking negative about each other. If we're not edifying, building up, encouraging one another, in our conversation, it is gossip. <laughs> and also, with death, in 1 Samuel, the, se- the slander of Doag, King Saul's chief shepherd caused the massacre of an entire city. So in the Bible, you see that God, he's, he's not playing. Because we're always talking about the homosexual, Romans 1, 28-32, that's for the homosexual. But we're going to find out in a little bit that God is not talking to homosexuals. He's talking to the church in Romans chapter 1. <laughs> Lord, help us, deliver us, Jesus. So when it comes to the consequences for gossip, God is... That does he hate it, but it's an abomination. There's sickness, death. So I'm like, it caused me to wonder wh- when, when it comes to even cancer a different disease and death, really, how, how are we really? Our speech, what is our speech doing? Our negative speech. And also, um, negative speech. Um, I was online looking at a study about speech. And they had this scientific experiment. They had put a rice, um, rice in one container, and yeah, one container said that I love you. Other containers said I hate you, and they said um, cross language, any type of language that you would speak. Well, you speak in French, Spanish, anything. What you saying? I hate you. I love you. That was giving breath to the to the rice, and the one that you the one that you were saying I hate you to. Was it will rot and mold? So science has (laughs) proven that our speech has profound um, effect on the universe. Over our bodies, our DNA. We can speak what we speak to our bodies. Even with Athena, how what we are praying and speaking over Athena, our body responds to that. Our 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 bodies, our um, our DNA can be changed by even our speech. Different curses can be erased off our bloodline from just our speech. God created the universe, the world, through speech. So it really it really even made me be more so, um, when it comes to my speech, really make sure I'm speaking positive. I'm speaking the word of God over my life, my family, friends, the church. Just love, okay. Um, like I said, with Romans chapter 1, 28 through 32, this... Again, you have to study. You just, please don't take please just don't take the um the word and just let the teacher or the pastor come and tell you what their revelation. You need really study the word cuz Romans chapter 1 28 32 was really a lot of revelations really pulled out for me when I was studying. And it says and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Just stop there. <laughs> that these are Christians that really thought knowing God, having a uh, um, relation with him, was not important. They became displeased with God and have forsaken him. So God gave them over to a reprobate mind. You can't properly judge what is right, what is wrong. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, Despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, and incompatible, unmerciful. Who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death? <laughs> Not only do the same, but have pleasure them that do them. So I'm like, hold up. Slanderers, backbiters, the proud, Adventures of evil things that God said is worthy of death. We go to the part without natural, without natural affection. Oh, that's for the homosexual. That's for the homosexual. But no, the slanderer, the backbiter, like our speech, how we really our conversation, God is not playing when it comes to really how we are treating the brethren through our hearts, our speech. So what is the cure for this disease, this poison? What is the cure? (laughs) The only way we can tame this tongue is surrender our heart to Jesus Christ. We need to be baptized with Holy Spirit. If you have this issue, you need Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit will cause you to love people when you would naturally hate them. So surrender your heart to Jesus Christ. Submit to his will, his way, his way of thinking. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So when it comes to gossip, it's just, I'm like, God, really deliver the body of Christ. Because how I was um, talking to BK, and um, even in my own family and even in church, I was like, gossip has been an issue for years. I've seen it bring about division in my family, um, relationships being um, dissolved. And you just see, with this thing with gossip, you see how it hurts people. It brings about distrust. I mean, you have no integrity. I'm going to keep saying this teaching really humbled me how I care for the brethren. How do I show love towards the brethren? And um. I told BK, I said, you know what, this stops. We had this conversation years ago. I said, BK, I this stops with our generation. I said, we're not going to run each other down. I said, we're going to be close. I said, we're going to pray for each other. And right now, my cousin is in the back <laughs> listening to me teach. So, really, you have to identify. if We can't walk in pride. We have to identify, I mean, am I a gossiper? This God, if I am Lord, really deliver me, because this is really damaging my relationship with you, with other people. Like I said, I can't really pray. I'm, I'm really being an embarrassment to the body of Christ. <laughs> how can I lead people to Christ if i I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. But I, you have to identify, it. and like I said, I told B, I said it stopped at this generation. I just, when you take a, a step back and really look at really how the enemy works and brings about the vision and really what the vision how i mean we can't do anything for god we can't like i said can't get a prayer through can't ask god to heal or deliver nobody it really everything you do is no invite your hands are simply tied that's right, that's right. but i just the thing with um like i said with gospel and i really i don't now really i don't really take this my speech and when it comes to certain conversations I was like, I don't, I can't, I can't involve myself in any type of negative speech at all about anybody. If we're not praying and interceding for one another, we are, we have an adversary. why are we working alongside him. I'm just saying, why are we partnering with the enemy? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like, and then Le- Leviticus 16:19 it says, basically, we're so distracted with gossiping and running each other down, we don't see our our. It, neighbor's life is in danger. <laughs> Basically, you over here gossiping really while They're having suicidal thoughts and whatnot. They're dealing with depression. But you, it's like because we don't love, love causes you to really seek to understand. Yeah. So it's like when it comes to gossiping, the enemy is attacking. Got you over here gossiping. Got them over here with these suicidal um, thoughts, with with depression and whatnot. So it's just when it comes to Gospel we have to have no tolerance at all as the body of Christ to really cut it off. I don't believe we have that issue here, but really as the body of Christ this really if if one person do it, we are the body, so we have to eradicate it, cut it off, no tolerance for it at all so just as I close, is our conversation filled with hate? Or love. Just really examine. Really, is my conversation about one another? Is it filled with hate or love? And like I said, if it's not edifying, <laughs> build it up. we're not moved to pray, are we using our words to build people or destroy them? Gossip hurts the body of Christ. It divides. It produces strife. It may. May it never find find itself among us. Amen. That's really my prayer for walking ministry. May it never, because we're going to be non-effective. We have people to pray for. We have nations to pray for. We got to pray for the president. We have to pray for this generation. We have to pray for our community. There's so much things that are coming upon the earth. We don't got time to be over here gossiping. You, you're you not on task. Come on now. <laughs> it's so much that we have to do um, when it comes to the kingdom of God, and I think our, if our focus is on the kingdom of God, how how do we have time for miscellaneous? I mean, gospel? Why are we worried? who talking with who? What this person got on? Why they doing this? Why they doing that? We don't have time for that. We have our only objective <laughs> is to love and pray for people. No tolerance at all. <laughs> This scripture, I, I, I mean, Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. That is grace, benefit. When it says grace, it means benefit, favor unto the hearer. So we don't, we need to build each other up. We need to edify. We need to encourage one another. We need to love one on one another. So the enemy doesn't have a sidetrack over here in the corner saying stuff about a person. We don't. It's like with that love, it should cause, again, to have compassion, to seek to understand why why this person may be doing what they're doing. You who are spiritual. Restore if you see your brother in the fall. You that are spiritual. You pray them through. <laughs> you love on them. Really, the whole purpose of this teaching is really this not just oh, gossip, but just any type of negative speech. If it's not of faith, if it's not of love, why are we even discussing this? So, just be careful that we don't have that said, Lashon Harah, that evil tongue, that slanderous talk. Be careful that we're not going from pillar to post, spending gossip about somebody. Like I said, Leviticus nineteen sixteen, thou shalt not go up and down as a terror bear among the people; neither shalt thou stand against the blood of thy neighbour. I am the Lord. We are being attacked on every side. We don't have time to work with the enemy. We're <laughs> putting it's just again, to stand by idly when your neighbor's life is in danger. That really spoke volumes to me to really, to make sure that I'm really in fellowship with God and not have that love for my brethren because I'm like, their life is in danger. They're being attacked. So why am I over here working with the enemy? So this called, this teaching really humbled me, caused me to even have a deeper love and compassion for the one that got the mohawk to one that's got the ring in the nose and whatnot, to the the girl that got the short dress on. We don't know what people have dealt with in their past. This person was raped if they were abused or whatnot. So really, it caused me to be more careful when it comes to my speech, what's conceived in my heart, and really have a deeper love for the brethren. How can we say we know Christ but you don't love nobody? We keep talking about people. <laughs> How can I say you are not you're not of his. You belong to oh. Satan, the accuser of the brethren, the one who is finding fault. You're condemning them. You're not lifting them up. How can we say we, again, how can we say we love God, but we are, are constantly running down our brother? So really just take an evaluation. Examine your heart to see, really, do I gossip? Do I have an issue with gossip? And really repent before God and really get it right. Cause I mean, the time is drawing near. This is a high time for us to really to be awakened. It's high time for us to pray, to intercede, to really know what's going on behind the scenes. How can we pray if that we need to deserve it? We need to be anointed. We need power from on high. We need to be focused on the kingdom of God and nothing else matters but God and his kingdom, souls being saved, people being healed, people being delivered, people being set free from um, drug has, people being set free from pornography, people being set free from being raped and abused from their past, people being set free from having low self-esteem, people having issue with their energy. This really... It's time for us to pray, to intercede, to stand in the gap, to be that head, to be that protection for our brethren, to love them and to the kingdom of God. So I just I thank you for allowing me to really come forth and really teach and really um thank you for just receiving really what I, I've said. I pray that really your hearts were really open to receive really what God has said. Gossip, the devil's poison, to really see the harm, the danger in us speaking negative, even if it's something true about somebody. So I love y'all.
0: Awesome Awesome dynamic teacher. Great teaching. Great teaching. Great teaching. Great teaching. I just want to know how were you listening? I want to know how you are listening. Because I can tell with certain topics that when it's taught, it's like, oh, we stand back from that. So that means that if I'm standing back from this topic, then I'm not going to be able to receive it. And uh, more of, didn't say that you, overall, you didn't receive it. I think certain topics causes us to go, you know, stand back from it. And that's one of those topics that is, I've never really heard it, really been taught on, uh, and the danger of it. So I really want to know, you guys can sit down. I really want to know um, how are you listening? Because if you weren't listening properly, you're not. then you didn't learn. And if you didn't learn, then you're not going to grow. So it means that you're being present was in vain. I don't want your present to be in vain. I want to know and to, to find out how you are listening. I need to get some people to respond about how you listen. What did you hear? Amen.
6: Go over to God. Um. Well, I was listening. It, hello. Okay. I was listening for um, keys for application. Um. So areas in which I can apply what I'm hearing immediately. Um. So one of the things I heard you say, but you didn't say, um, kinda was, if you're not the one gossiping, but you are, here, they're hearer, you still are the one gossiping. You know, and then it brought me back to silence is consent. Um, So that was a key for application. Really how to return the person who is bringing you the gossip back to the Lord because they're in broken fellowship. And um, maybe not so much examining the lesson, but I was looking for keys for application.
0: That's honest, but I need you to examine the lesson. But you, let's go. you got You won't leave you out there like that. Okay.
6: Right. No, what I'm saying is because before I would try to go through the scripture and I would try to analyze it while it was going on, and you have taught me to receive it and do your study later. That uh, that's my clarification. Who, who else want to share? <laughs> Do
7: I have to come up to Or just talk? Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, um, through your teaching, I was reminded of my position in the body of Christ. I am to lift up, to build up, and not to tear down. Um, I am supposed to be in agreement and not an accuser. When you're hurt, I'm hurt. When you're crying, I'm crying. So your lesson reminded me of who I am to be i'm We're not enemies of one another. we're brethren, and that's what I received from your teaching <laughs> <I start crying.
8: laughs> um for me, um it was the part that even if it is true, still don't say it um, and it also took me back to in my past is that when I was away from my mom, I thought I was venting to one of her sisters and trying to get that motherly love, but in actuality, I was tearing my mom down. So you gotta put it like even in your carnal thinking that you maybe you think you're doing the right thing, but it's not, it's doing other things behind the scenes. So I was thinking, I was just venting how I feel and how I wanted her, but I was tearing her down and it had brought me back to that point is that even if something is true no matter even how you feel just go to God about it Um, when when you were speaking about um, how it was cancer and how it attacks the body in different portions that I thought about the church that was one of the reasons I didn't stay at church because there was so much attacking on itself and it didn't make sense to me um, and also, it made me aware of that I speak life and not death into people.
9: Um, what I received from it was examine, first of all, always examine your heart and be, examine yourself. And always, you know, be in a position of re- repentance, first of all, because you're not, and I, listening to Whitney when she said that um, always turn about to God and examine, always examine your heart because even something said innocently or out of ignorance could be offensive and you can hurt your brother or sister but the growth from it is the revelation you receive from it and I receive what sister was saying today, minister, Melvina so that's that, that was my growth. I was now I receive knowledge and now I'm illuminated now. And now um, and now I'm I'm in a position of win.
4: Okay.
7: <laughs> okay. Um, what I saw in Minister Melvin's teaching today um, was really a mirror in how the word is so true. And this is the personal thing about how it says in the Word how widows run from house to house. Hence, you know what I'm saying? And then what Star said about even if it's true, sometimes you think you're just venting, and even still you're not cognizant of the poison you're putting into the person that you're talking to, but you're really not looking for an answer. You're looking for agreement in your bitterness or in your anger and your pain. So even with what um, Minister Melvina taught, it still was like, even God showing her as our, our intercess, one of our intercessors, his heart of either what was in the ministry or what was trying to come and take over the ministry. So I took it as even in ignorance of thinking it's something innocent. And I've been definitely guilty of it. Like, girl, this is this, this, and this, even if it is the truth. And then you know it's wrong because after you say it, it's like later on you like, dang, you feel sick in your heart. Then it's like you've already released it. So it's just like, it really was just a awakening to God, uh, God awakening me up. Like, look, you are my vessel. I can't use you if you filthy, even with emotions that are useless, because that's all it is. (laughs) It's useless emotions that's going to lead you away from God, even with what we were being taught Sunday. I mean, about who you're being led by. You know what I'm saying? Even if God is leading you there to be led by the enemy in that situation, that doesn't mean your response has to be the way your flesh would want you to respond. So I just repent if anybody thought I gossiped about them, even in roasting and joking, anything, because I don't want anything to block my love for everybody or even how y'all view all of us as a ministry. And that's even with new people coming in, people leaving, whatever. So it's just really God showing us his heart for us and how much he wants us unify and connect. That's what I saw in me, maturity, just to grow up spiritually. Just grow up. It's that simple. Anybody else? you have to evaluate your heart before you talk to anybody because your words can carry so much power.
3: And,
7: and, and then I like, actually gave an example like your words can divide your family and like gossip can, does that. Like You can either be the light or you can be the darkness. So you have to really choose. And I really want to be the light in my family. I'm
10: Okay, so when she was speaking, um, of course, I was evaluating my heart and thinking of ways in which my life, I can apply this, especially when she was saying how love seeks to understand. And then when I was listening, Holy Spirit reminded me that I actually experienced this teaching before the teaching came this morning. Um, there was a little mishap between me making macaroni and cheese and my husband getting the supplies for it. And, (laughs) and it really upset me because I wanted to make the mac and cheese in excellence. And I was hindered from doing that. And I really wanted to call my best friend and just go in. And I was like, nope, I'm going to pray. And I was like, And then Holy Spirit was just revealing me, like, I could have easily made the same mistake he did. And so, like, Holy Spirit was helping me understand the mistake. And even when Whitney called to see what was going on, I still didn't talk bad about him. You know, I covered him in love. So...
8: Um, okay, so this one really hit home for me because it's something that I grew up around. So um, first, I repent because even if I didn't say it, I've been more of an introspectively. So this teacher hit me intro. It was like an introspective, like, big bright light. So um, I'm maybe not saying anything, but I'll groan within because I've been taught just keep it. So the moanings and the groanings within my heart was what I was seeing. So the gossiping and perspective of how I am thinking that I, other people see me or how I see myself, even the moanings and groanings about myself. So this really came, I thank you, and I thank Holy Spirit for, you know, giving me this open runway that I can, A, ask for forgiveness and repent so I can get it right so that my prayers will be effective and be heard. and and that I have a chance to grow in love because this is probably a big hindrance. And even hearing, because there's been situations in my own home where I hear, and I'm like, Mom, I don't want to hear. So now I can actually pray and ask Holy Spirit, what's a better way to address it versus having to hear. So thank you again, and I have supporting scriptures now that I can even share with others, to co- so that I don't have the brain correction and that the Holy Spirit can bring it through His work.
11: Hello. Okay.
6: Okay.
5: Okay. Um, this topic really hit me because usually when I'm in school or whatever, everybody know I joke a lot, and my jokes can be like really, really hardcore <laughs> and be mean. So, like, usually um, some of my friends will come and be like, Oh, Destiny, let me tell you what happened, and all that stuff. And then I'll just be sitting there not saying anything. But what you said, like, when you are not saying anything, you're really considered as gossiping or whatever. So, I really have to mature in that area.
11: Okay. So, first I need to thank you because you have taught me how to deal with a situation that has been consistently growing at my job. One thing that I pride myself on is I deal honestly with everybody. So if you ask me, I'm going to tell you. And it's gonna be the truth. But I'm learning that people take the truth different ways. And sometimes, even though what your intention, even though your intention is honest, you now have involved yourself in a circle of gossip that surrounds your, and I, I didn't realize it was happening to me until Friday, my boss showed up at my job and was like, well, this guy said, it, this guy said, it, this guy said, it, and this guy said, it. and I said, yeah, I said all of those things because all of those things were true. But what had been happening was the people that I had been working with and because me being honest, I tell the truth, have been taking those things and telling them to other people all out of context. So, and I'm learning too that there is no safe person to vent to. If you, but God, if you are not taking your situation to God in prayer, if you are taking it to people, you are going the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) Just the wrong way and I'm learning and it has been a consistent problem at my job because it's like you you think that you're saying things in honesty and you are saying things in honesty but like Jaylen said you you need to not only examine yourself but also pay attention to who you're talking to you you got to recognize who you know what's going on cuz people take things the wrong way the truth even don't let your good be evil spoken of so yeah, that's what I took away from your lesson. So thank you. Because you didn't taught me how to deal with some folk now.
0: Pastor <laughs> has
12: something to
0: say. Wow. Nah. So I gotta repent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, BK got something to say. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Not passes BK.
3: Yo.
12: Man <laughs> I <talking> <laughs> y'all hear what passes it? No. Um, I joke a lot, and um you know, I love everybody, like, like like y'all blood family, but um but man, Pete's been talking about the whole joking thing, and it's um... let me see. it can be destructive and it can tear people down. Um, no matter what the expression of your heart is. And I've, you know, I've been guilty of thinking that, oh, people know my heart. They know my heart. But ultimately, they don't. <laughs> so they've taken the joke personally. But it was also not their responsibility. That's mine. Um, because I have to be mindful of the words that I release from my mouth. Because God says that we are judged upon every idle word that we speak that does not produce peaceable fruit. So um, so I apologize for everybody to everybody that I've ever offended with a joke um i promise to god that from this day forward i'll be more mindful can't say i won't make a mistake mindful (laughs) of what i say and how i said but i do truly want to let everyone know that i love y'all um i know i do little jokes about clothes this thing and other um because i expect people to joke me back but um (laughs) but nobody does so um so i'm sorry i love all y'all um thank you peach because i learned a lot about gossiping today um just especially um the words that we're sowing into each other's lives um, because they, they do resonate and they do produce things. Um, and we know we're not always aware of what people have been through in their childhood and their upbringing, what they're dealing with even at home. You know, your person may look like they're good but you say something you realize that they're quickly not. And you just because you, and because you can't perceive beyond what's in front of you, um, your words become destructive and you're thinking that oh, they're fine but they're really not. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry.
1: Oh my goodness, I should have, we had an altar call, man. <laughs> Come on up front, everybody. All right. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I just choose to, is um, actually uh, excellent teaching. Uh, poignant, in season, not out of season. Um, and I thank you for being yielded to really speak to the body. And if it wasn't in the body, she wouldn't be speaking it. So guess what is in the body? Um, I wanted to say, this is my thing. What I've picked out of it is real simple. You're either an accuser or you're an intercessor. You're either an accuser or you're an intercessor. Because everything that you say, you would bounce back to prayer. So if you are the intercessor, then you're the Christ-like. Then now you know your words. The Bible says, your words, are, they can be. Uh, sweet as honeycomb, they can bring healing to your body. Or you can speak cursing, damnation, destruction. I mean, what would you want rather do? What would be the will of God in this matter? Is that you would intercede? And I think I think it's really good, peaches. Um, the actual circumstance, and a lot of times we don't understand the circumstance or consequences behind. When you say something, you don't think your words are powerful and they are. You're either leading somebody to Christ or away. And like I said, you should, your words are supposed to be like Christ. They're supposed to draw people. And then when it comes to the brethren, that should be a mis- no, that should be uh that should be just automatic. When you see them, you should be like, man, they, get, they had a bad day or whatever. You should, you should be able to feel that because you love them. And then you can get into intercede instead of calling somebody. Why do we always want? I tell you, the enemy always wants agreement. He always, he's trying to get like, he's trying to get agreement with negative. Right? So when you feed that thing, it continues to grow. You got to cut it off. And that's what they did in the Old Testament. They would kill you, stone you. That's it. You can't even whisper or murmur. So then they did it in the physical body. But now we do it with our tongue. Still same thing. You're either an accuser or an intercessor. Which one are you? Amen. That's it.
0: Amen. That was that's really good, Pastor. Um, I want I'm trying to get you all as students to also perceive what Holy Spirit is saying. Because it's nat- naturally we can kind of recant what we're saying you Heard me say this a couple of times, and uh, but I'm trying to get us to a place from the information to understanding to revelation. And again, we we kind of tittle-titled between knowledge and understanding. And I wanted to hover over and thrive in revelation. Amen. Because I mean that's something that was hidden was revealed to you. So when you're So that's why I asked, how are you listening? Because allow Holy Spirit to teach. So me even as a teacher, I'm sitting here as a student because I'm not teaching right now. And so I'm sitting there in an attitude of how does Holy Spirit, with what he's given the vessel at this time, how do he want me to process. What what is he trying to get me to see? Cuz we all have heard and been a part of gossip. But what what is Holy Spirit trying to reveal? That's the thing to you, what did he cuz a lot what was said wasn't so much that you didn't already know what you're doing and what's going on in your home, right? So this is supernatural. What was revealed to you. So as I'm listening, and and to get your revelation, you have to accumulate your information that you receive up to this point. Now this is how I, I listen. I listen with all the knowledge I've heard up to this point. Hear me. I listen with all the spiritual knowledge that I've heard up to this point. And doing so, I, I heard throughout her teaching that she said she was humbled. She was humbled by it. And I, I heard throughout the teaching commands from God. God was, he said, let, that is a command. Let no evil corruption be communication come from your mouth he said let know that's a command so what he revealed to me about his commands first of all i need to listen and to see who's saying what and is this prophecy is this a command is this instruction this is how you grow spiritually i need to know is this a command is this prophecy is this instruction it was a command. And what happened when he got, see, what we are playing with is the command. In all the errors of our life is that when God commands us to live a certain way and you don't do it, there are consequences. And we don't believe it. You don't believe when God commands you to live a certain way. And why did he command us to live a certain way? Because you bear his name. You bear his name, so you can't live any kind of way. But we, some reason, we think we can. So you're doing all these works, but you won't obey. You're speaking his word everywhere you go. But you won't obey. Some people even going on missionary trips, but you won't obey. Obedience is better than going on the fast. Obedience. Because when you go on the fast, you still don't obey. You can't seem to get through the fast. <laughs> see, 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 because even in your heart you conceive that you you ate something, something you're thinking about. See, see, because this is the reality is here. It's internal, not external. You go on the fast and get more intimate, Christ. He said, just, he said, just come near me. Be in my presence. And the longer you're in God's presence, the more you will obey. He has simply commanded us to live a certain way. Gossip is not one of them. Negative communication is not one of them. He has commanded us to love. I've, and so the word humility, I could do a study on that, and I'm not going to do it now, but I'm giving insight on Humility because I believe we use humility in the wrong way because of how we were taught prior to come to Walker Ministry, is that, first of all, for Peaches to even conceive gospel just never was part of her nature. Some people just it's just you know have a pull to certain things. And so this was a teaching to where God really opened up her eyes more to have compassion. So there should have been something uncovered for you Now I see. So that was her revelation. Her revelation was compassion. Now to have compassion for people. More compassion. So what was your revelation? It should have been a revelation. Every time you hear the word of God, something should be revealed to you. So definitely what I heard was a command. And all what he has commanded us to do, we have to do. Or you're not of his and the consequences. So humility is this. Humility is simply this. It's really you saying yes. Humility is yes. All what I think I am or want to do, I give it all up for you. I humble myself. It means to bow low, low in my heart of what I want to do. Humility is a yes. So I thank you for the teaching. But I just want to bring some clarity with the word humility. Some people say I'm a humble person. I'm, I'm just real humble. I'm, I'm, John, you, I mean, you, hear, you hear people say it all the time. Krishna, no, I'm, I'm just real humble. I'm real humble. I'm, I'm humble. And they're not. If I'm humble, I don't have to say it. That's the life that I live. But humble simply means that I strive every day to say yes. Oh, that made me happy. See, certain things in the Word of God say, they're small words. It's a revelation for life. Yes, I'm humble. I'll do it. Because you have to humble yourself to do something that you don't naturally want to do. You don't want to do. You have to humble yourself. So what, what God actually did for you was in your heart, he expanded your capacity for compassion. So it means it, it brought her low. Lower than where she was. It brought her low. And that should be what we're striving to be, humble, with a yes, and to go low. I'm just saying. Did you enjoy the teaching? Did you enjoy the teaching? I thoroughly enjoyed it, Peaches, because what happens a lot of times is that people, because of the topic. Yeah. It's not me. What do, what do I do with this? So I want you always to be able to learn how to learn. You have to be taught how to learn spiritually. See, I have something for Greg. He's not here today. Holy Spirit gave me this for him. And this does, this has something to do with it. I'm going to teach this sometime in a couple weeks or so. It deals with transformation, to be transformed, Okay. We think, a lot of times we think he can't get it spiritually. How do I really understand this type of teaching? You know? How do I really get this? God says this, in the transformation, you have to be in his glory. Because in his glory, there's no part of your intellect there just knowing. He has to get into the presence of God. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to understand naturally what's spiritual. When you get into the presence of God and stay there, feet, till the glory comes. And when the glory comes, there is a knowing, there's a supernatural intellect. And information that he'll be given. That he won't understand where it came from. But he's going to know how to explain it. He's going to know how to share it effectively. And people's lives are going to be changed. Because he's now been in the presence of God. And he stayed there until the glory came. And that's when you're in the glory there's no work. There's no effort. Because the glory needs no assistance from you. Amen. That's what he gave me while I was in, I was in Vegas. That was he gave me something for Greg. He gave me something for Pastor. He gave me something for Star. And um, I'll share that. Do you guys want to hear that now or here on Sunday? Y'all ready? To eat. Go ahead and eat.
5: Um, Really quick, the next woman of war will be March um, 19th.
0: Roberta? (laughs) March 19th will be Roberta.
5: (laughs) You got it, Roberta, March 19th? Yay, Berta.
0: (laughs) Diane said, share it now. I Diane did so every time that I normally go on these trips, you know, every time, God tend to tell tell me things so. Anyway, I'm in the. Uh, I went to bed in a deep sleep, and then I hear a voice in the distance, and I'm, so I turn over because I don't want to hear the voice because I still want to sleep. And Holy Spirit says, "Dance to dance forever." So uh, turned over again, I grab all my pillows because again I didn't want to wake up so I threw my head in the pillows heard it the third time but the third time I heard it it was like I it was like it was an alarm clock that went off of me, like to wake up and I sat up in the bed almost started and you know if anybody had any bad dreams you know how you just sit up in the bed And you, so there was a loving fear that I felt the third time so he said again dance to dance forever and so I said, I'm like, okay, this is how I talk to the Holy Spirit. I said, okay, I get it already. Dance to dance forever. And I said, but I don't know what that means. So I sat up for a while, went back to bed. He was done with me. But on the way coming back from um, Vegas, probably about maybe 35 minutes before I landed. I said, "No, I don't want to talk to you. So I started to speak in my heavenly language, looking out the window, speaking to my heavenly language. Then I talked in English a little bit, and then I stopped, and I waited for him to talk. And he gave me the revelation of dance to dance forever. What causes a person to dance, he said to me? A person dance because they have joy. can dance without music. There's a joy that causes an expression of the body movement. Joy does. So what he was saying is that what she the gift that she has that he's given her which is dance is going to be the joy forever. See, we wonder why we're going through what we're going through. But the fast that she has to go on at whenever time she thinks she needs to go on fast is that she has to dance before her God. And it's not before the people. It's only in their private time. And he said, I'm going to release wisdom to you through your dance. I'm going to release insight. I'm going to release peace. I'm going to release healing. Your gift, her gift is a gift to her. Normally a gift that we get is for other people, but your gift is your healing to you. Spiritually, she's going to, Receive the revelation of what she's doing naturally. She's naturally dancing. He's saying the dance that you're doing naturally is going to be an eternal dance spiritually. And eternity, it never stops. And eternity, it never stops but it's the joy that's going to never stop so when you dance that dance is going to be forever God is so mindful of his people that's why he gave me that for Greg people learn and they grow in different ways But we all grow the same when we're in the presence of God. Amen. He gave me something for Pastor, but we we talk about that on Sunday because that's for the entire body of Christ as well. So he gave me three people. He gave me Pastor. He gave me Star. So on the Thursday night, I had, and this was not me just dreaming, but I'm up. He calls me up out my sleep. And so I said, well, then he made me speak it out loud So I have to give voice to what he said I have to give life to what he said And so when God speaks He causes you to awake He calls you to get up from where you are When you hear God speak, Prophet is Manly calls you to get up from where you are and come up where he is. When he really speaks brother, it's alarming because it's time to awake to the things of the spirit of God with because you're not earthly bound anymore. You're heavenly bound. And this is what he wants us to experience is eternity. Dance to dance forever. Now, a lot of you are doing, you're living your revelation. You're living the beginning and the end of your life. You're just not aware that you're in it. The work you're putting your hand to. So don't despise small beginnings. Where you at, what you're doing, who you're connected to. Don't despise, Fralina, your household. Because I see it as you're in a pit. Joseph was in that pit. Whatever pit or jail he was in. He wasn't moved by a campaign. He still worshiped and he praised his God. He didn't see himself in a pit. He saw himself in a divine purpose. Don't despise the pit.